I'm walking through where they have a San Antonio rodeo right now. They just had it. It smells bad. <laughs> it smells almost. It smells almost as bad as the LA Galaxy played last night. Jesus. Oh. Well, that's a that's a good intro, John, to the show since we're actually now officially live on the air. So oh, well, how about that? So, Great. So welcome everyone. Uh, loyal listeners, uh, we are uh, welcome to another edition of the Dos Acero Football Podcast. Hosting today is, uh, after several weeks off, Daniel Preciado. Thank you again for having me. On today's show, we'll be discussing the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, the big-time showdown of MLS versus Liga MX teams, which... Hopefully, according to um, everything is going according to script, where hopefully the Mexican teams will uh, will come up on top. Also, discussing today will be uh, some of the controversial chanting directed at Giovanni dos Santos. Also, including some of the more interesting quotes made over the last week, including Robbie Keane's quote uh, regarding the current state of both leagues. We'll be discussing um, some of the the interview that uh, Diego Simeone made. Did I'm sorry. Uh, as well as a uh, recap of Liga MX, the Clásico Regio, and as, uh, our usual sprinkling of Chivas and We Lost Talk. Uh, t- joining us today on the podcast, we have Christian Vélez out in, where in, is it Connecticut? I need to write these things down. That's right, it's Connecticut. Just a general glove that is the Northeast. All right, well, welcome to the show. How's everything? Everything is great, man. Everything is, uh, there's no complaints. I just want to take this uh, chance to give a shout out to my neighbor, Carlos. He, uh, he's been listening to the podcast. Carlos is, uh, from Argentina. He's retired and he spends his days drinking $2 PBRs at the bar downstairs, uh, and yelling at the kids that steal the eight ball from the pool table. Uh, but you know, I don't know if he's listening. He might be, but I just want to give him a shout out. That's great. Um, anybody that's uh, that 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 we can coax into listening to the show outside of big soccer is is uh, is quite an accomplishment. So so w- way to make the show grow, Christian. Uh, you know, he's he's got nothing else to do. He's he's <laughs> like I said, he spends his whole days drinking two dollar PBRs. I mean, he might as well throw a couple podcasts in there. So I did want to ask you though, uh, were you able to enjoy your your long weekend or at least your Saturday of of uh, soccer watching? <laughs> Game yeah, game. absolutely, man. It was. Um, um, I mentioned I was going to make sure I got drunk on Friday so I could have a, a real excuse to stay home on Saturday to watch the games, and that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, I got some food. I watched, uh, I don't know, three or four games back-to-back. It was fun. Um, I don't get to do that very often, so when I get a chance to do it, I really do, uh, really do try to make it count. Well, great. Thanks for joining us today. So next on the list, uh, if he's available to speak, we have Albert Chiqui Scampa. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, remember the time I put What's up? You hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Um, someone a little bit louder than you, though. Just a little bit, though. But it's all good. Huh? Background noises. <laughs> So welcome, dude. Um, how's everything? Any anything uh, fun to to share with us? You enjoying tonight's um, games? Well, I wanted to make my uh, Pumas comment on the Libertadores, the uh, Olympia, the, the team that they played. I missed the. I didn't watch the game because it came on early. But uh, so you jollied yeah. it. 
They're, yeah, they watch. <laughs> They're in 12th place. It's not. <laughs> They're in 12th that's place. That's, that's the new uh, term I came up with. Eh? When, whenever uh, you didn't watch a game, you yeah. jollied it. <laughs> They're in 12th place, and I heard Kumos was celebrating pretty uh, festively at the wave. Oh, man, that's great. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, next on our wonderful list of uh, informed panelists, we have... Uh, pro probably our, our most fun character here is uh, Fernando Regino, also known as Perndog. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm I, I I'm I'm glad you were able to join us, and I'm glad I'm hosting because at least I'm able to dictate where some of the conversation goes. I'm glad. And um and I just wanted to make sure that I called out your um. How should I put this? Your hurtful words, man. Your hurtful words. Oh, which uh, ones? I, I, I listened to yet to last week's ep, uh, last week's show, and and um, in order to prove a point, you used hyperbole, and you and you described, you know, just the prior season's champion as the worst Liga MX team. Um, I would agree that it is not the best, but it's certainly not the worst, and 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 just exaggerating, like you did, was a little bit was a little bit hurtful, and. Um, and I'm just saying it's a little bit easier to 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 be super leaders of, of the of the of the league when you're not involved in any kind of say, um, Daniel, when you're not playing in any other tournaments. When you when when you fail and bail out of a, of other of international tournaments, well, then it's easier to do well in the league because you you only have to play once a week. Well, I do have to admit that I did a. Uh, and thank uh, you. Um, and joining us next on the list is. <laughs> I did embellish that a little bit, but you know, ninth place is a little bit different from first place. Just wanted to also point out. It's all good, man. All good. Uh, um, I I actually tried to join the show, guys, but uh, the the Google Hangout wasn't work wasn't um, opening up the chat from the stadium. But I was actually I was trying to call in um, right after halftime to give um, you guys a, an update of how the game was was coming along. Well, we'll have something in place next time to be able to mitigate these user errors in the future. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's the thing, dude. I, I am, I am technically retarded, so you, you, that is a, that is a, a valid, a valid concern. Well, I do think uh, it's safe to say that that Pern is is the sheriff Joe Arpaio of this group. <laughs> what? What's interesting <laughs> is that he's you able to coax, City. <laughs> he's able to coax everybody somehow to give him uh, to give him our all of our passwords to our personal computers. It's like, oh, just give me the login. I'll I'll, I'll fix your computer up right away. It's called right. social engineering, buddy. But yeah, he 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 he's he's good. But uh, true. Um, actually, had uh, we, moving along. Uh, we also have Joel Aceves. Good evening, Jolie. How, how's it going? Hello, Dan. Pretty good. So, so did you watch any of the games? Um, this you know weekend? what? You know what? Um, I didn't. But I did. I did <laughs> listen to the Chivas game on the radio. Oh, that's fun. I was, I was keeping it old school. Ah. Uh, yeah, only only like the second half, but uh, why, yeah. dude? Almeida, uh, why you don't like the way he looks on TV or what? Nah, dude, it's just it's just pobre way. Tengo que trabajar, and my schedule changed, so that that makes it oh, that's made how, it tough on me for how convenient oh. it changes on Chivas games, huh? So nah. yeah, you, you missed uh, you missed last week's episode as well, right? I did. I couldn't. I I was. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I came out late from work. 
And yeah, we know what you were doing. We know what you were doing, Joel. You don't have to give us. I, I was not at. I was not at Rita's. Well, I was actually asking if you were, because um, these guys were. If you, if you had a chance to listen to the show, because these guys were insinuating that that uh, that you and uh, you and Juan uh, uh, <laughs> punked out of the show essentially because you guys didn't want to face the fact that you were going to be be your, uh, have your butts handed by uh, Dorados. Oh. No, that's that's actually the new clásico for Chivas, el clásico del descenso. So <laughs> tune in every week. <laughs> um, nah, man, nah. This, well, this, good, I man. mean, Chivas are used to this now. I think uh, the, uh, this made uh, you know being mediocre. So there's nothing to be ashamed anymore. So which was better? I mean, we lost last season, right? We lost to Dorados last season too. Which one's better, the Clásico Nacional or Clásico del Descenso? I think right now it's more exciting, Clásico del Descenso, man. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more... Uh, more you could be more seeing time. that game in, in, you know, in second division pretty soon. And the Clásico Nacional is almost always a letdown. I think, I, you know, honestly now, like all jokes aside, I feel like Cruz Azul America has been a better Clásico. What? I, what? I, You're I, crazy. I yeah, for, for recent times they, they play... They, they play more often. They play for, for more uh, cups and stuff. Compared to, like, at one point, Chivas and America were even playing at Copa Libertadores. You know? You, and then you don't see that anymore. But you're I, crazy, I, man. There is know, no better Clásico than the Clásico Regio. Man. Oh, you're talking about... I thought you were talking about Chivas America. Do we win? Well, I'm just telling Good. you which was between those two. But oh. you said... That, and then you brought up... Oh, the no, no. One, I, I misunderstood. I, I misunderstood, huh? That one's another very good. That one's a very good clásico too. But uh, super clásico now, no confusions. I think it's, yeah, it's not what it used to be. All right. Well, I don't want to. Uh, it is coming up in two weeks. But yeah, but uh, we also got John. Uh, we were expecting you late, but uh, I guess we started late, so we we I guess we waited for you. So uh, welcome aboard. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys. I'm sorry I'm not in my. Cozy confines. Just finished uh, working a Spurs game. I was on a machine that I never been on before, so that was interesting. No, you do but Spanish. I, did, I didn't screw up. You do Spanish no. language, right? No, this was in English. I was working for the uh, for the Detroit Pistons uh, TV broadcast tonight. So, but I didn't screw okay. up. So, people in Detroit, you know, you don't have any reason to be mad at me. It was, it was your team that sucked. It wasn't me. So, just want to. I was just wondering, what, what do they call the Spurs in in, in Espanol? Las Spurs en Espuela. So I guess it'd be Los Espuelas. Is that what they're called? Cause, or are they called Los Spurs? No, they call them Los Spurs. Okay. Good. I like Los it. Los Spurs. Yeah, no, it's been a good week. Uh, Pumas, you know, won a game in South America for the first time in who knows how long. The last time they were in the Libertadores, they uh, they didn't win home or away. So it's, it's nice to have them get six points and... Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with Perm, but I, I do think that the, you know, as as far as uh, you know, derbies or you know, like like intra-city rivalries, I do think that the uh, that the the the, the Regio is is certainly the most you know certainly the most uh, passionate, interesting, just because, you know, there's nothing else to do in Monterey, so all they have <laughs> are their two teams. So you know, and 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 it's a city that's pretty much equally divided. So it makes wait, wait, John, it makes for a very interesting game. John, John, there is one one thing to do in uh, Monterrey. What's that? And, and, uh, watch the weather. 
Uh, That's you true. Know. You can you can sweat your ass <laughs> off in Monterey. You're absolutely right. I forgot. About no, no, that. I mean the the weather channel for for updates. You can watch the weather. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, <laughs> well, you can watch the weather over and over and over. I mean again. the weather girl. I think the Kevin's way. Oh. <laughs> oh, he probably didn't see the video. It's okay, man. You're not missing that much. The video. Jump. What? Oh yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah, John's the one that posted that. What do you mean you're yeah, not missing that, that much? Well, I didn't. I didn't find. You know, I didn't go looking for it. You know, somebody had posted it. I thought that it was. Yeah, I wanted to calentar animals. You know, in the in the classico regio and. John has it on infinite loop. <laughs> That's right. Well, I got your calentamiento right here. That's right. But uh, no, but it's great to be with you guys. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll talk about the Champions League. I was I was kind of halfway expecting. America had a struggle tonight, but I'm glad they were able to pull through. Excellent. Well, glad glad you're able to join us. Uh, rounding out our wonderful panel of uh, so-called uh, know-it-alls is our uh, our probably least favorite guy on the show, Ronnie. Ronnie Lillian. Hey, how are Welcome. you guys doing? Hey, Dan. By any chance, that new machine that you we should we should behave ourselves a little bit better, considering the the the, the type of listeners that we have tonight. Um, you know, I, I've been informed that we have a uh, have that other show's uh, host, uh, Wiesel Vasquez, listening tonight. So, um, you know, let's let's try to keep it somewhat professional. Um, I know we like to grab ass, but you know, we we want to be somewhat uh, respected, don't we? Well, that could be our new tagline. Now, twenty-eight percent more professional. There you go. Ten percent more politically correct. And almost professional. Uh, yeah, no, whatever. Someday we'll uh, get that social justice warrior approval. Anyway, no, no, Dan, as you were saying, as you were saying. I, I, no, I did, I did want to say uh, hi to Wiso. I know I actually did give him a little bit of a hard time tonight uh, um, or today on, on the on big soccer. Um, but uh, but he was a good sport about it, and um, I didn't really mean anything by it. But uh, anyways, um, on today's show, so let's just talk about the actual uh, – Concacaf Champions League, um, and I wanted to discuss last week's game just because I was fortunate enough to go to the game. It was a a really um, it was a fun experience in the fact that there was a that I think Santos fans outnumbered uh, the Galaxy fans, which I thought was I was actually legitimately surprised. One, I didn't think Santos would would care enough to travel, um, and I didn't suspect that there would be that many Santos fans just in Southern California to 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 show up in, in the numbers that they did. And then I just figured, you know, with all the the recent quotes uh, that certain players have made, and some of the just the, the the expectations with this current Galaxy team, that we would be seeing uh, a much more uh, riled up crowd or much more involved crowd. And, and they they were greatly outnumbered. I mean, uh, the Santos fans, like at, the, at every time the the Galaxy fans started to chanting or something, their, their, their supporter section, they, they got drowned out um, as the Santos fans started chanting. So, I mean, it, it, from that standpoint, it was entertaining. The game on the field was, was pretty much, a, I th- it was, was pretty, it was pretty poor. I, I thought both, both teams looked, looked poor. Uh, neither team was able to really create many chances, at least not quality chances. Um, the Galaxy looked incredibly slow. I, I, it's hard to, to see how Steven Gerrard was was ever in Liverpool and, and is actually a legend with the team considering how, how slow and poor he looks today. I, he was the one guy that was just, man, that guy looks looks terrible. Um, I thought Gio was, played an okay game. Uh, I mean, as far as, like, I mean, compared to everybody else. 
uh, I thought walking away with a draw was something I, I, I was perfectly okay with. I know Christian had his doubts, um, but I felt that uh, getting away with 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 a tie was I. They've never been able to win um, in Mexico, so I didn't. I didn't suspect that it would happen today. So from that standpoint, um, I felt confident going into yesterday's game, and obviously. Santos did a great job of just starting early, sh shutting them down, and going into halftime with a 3-0 lead and basically finishing any kind of hopes that, that the Galaxy had. The rest of the matches have gone pretty much according to script. Um, right now we have, well, earlier today we had America uh, playing their second leg, winning 3-1, to and currently we have Tigres playing Real Salt Lake. So... Christian, Bella, Christian, I know you had some thoughts or some idea, uh, thoughts about the games. What did you want to start with? Well, in general, I guess we could start with um, with yesterday's game. Um, DC and uh, Querétaro. Querétaro, uh, even with a very underwhelming sort of performance in the two in the two games, uh, they did just enough to get by. Uh, and I, and I think. Um, they're, they're, that's pretty much you know, they'll go on to the next round, but I don't imagine them getting through to to the final. Uh, they just it's just a very sort of average team. Um, you know the other game too. I mean, uh, like you said, I mean the games have pretty much gone according to script. I mean, there's not really, um, and if anything, I would say that uh, you know maybe the, maybe. You've seen maybe a little bit more competitiveness out of some MLS teams when it comes to these instances, but um, you know, like the Seattle game tonight was uh, was really really underwhelming. Um, they, they just they kind of just sat around and, and tried to defend <laughs> for the whole game. Uh, that's never usually going to work um, at Azteca. It's just uh, it's a losing proposition, you know. And, and right now you're, we were watching a little bit of the. Uh, uh, Salt Lake game, um, they, they've come out on fire. I mean, they really could be up 2-3-0 right now. Tigres looks like they're half asleep, you know. Uh, I did have my doubts about the Santos-Galaxy, the second game. I thought uh, Galaxy would have a chance to, to get some goals on the road. Uh, they did not, and Santos really did surprise me. They came out on fire and literally dominated for the entire 90 minutes, and that game could have easily ended – Six or seven zero, you know. Um, that's that's how much of a gulf we saw between those two teams yesterday. But I mean, overall, like you said, I mean, this is pretty much going uh, according to the script, you know. Um, based on what we're seeing right now from Real Salt Lake, I mean, they could they could end up topping this. They could end up taking this game, maybe. Um, so I guess that would be a silver uh, silver lining for MLS fans. But overall, I mean, it's it's all been par for the course. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Vern. I was just gonna say this is an indication that you know that MLS is just not up to par to with in, in terms of uh, quality with the Mexican teams. Man, like look at this, just terrible. To all four teams, almost well, three of them already eliminated. Once in the virtual elimination, but you know there's always that chance that Tigres is gonna embarrass the Mexican league. But you know that's always a chance, no matter where or what. So, um, is that right? are you are you rooting for Ralph Lake tonight? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Are you hoping that he loses? 
Oh, well, you know, we just got to wait until what happens in the game. But so far, you know, man, you know, it doesn't look good. So we'll see We'll see how it goes. But I think uh, Real Salé has a really good possibility since they're playing at home. Well, I'm yeah, sure that would make your, you really happy. I'm sure that take, would make yeah, you really Yeah, take a lead, man. Uh, commit. Commit to it, man. Yes or no? Do you want Tigres <laughs> to be eliminated by uh, by an MLS team? It's, it's a yes or no. It's a yes or no question, Pern. Oh, well, the likelihood that, you know, that MLS teams would be like, Victoria is anywhere. It doesn't matter what ha- when it happens. Eventually, you know, one out of three, it's going to be a Mexican team going to win this Champions League. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. You know, I watched the uh, the Santos game yesterday, and I, I guess what what, I, what 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 took me by surprise, not that it should, but it, but it really did, it was just how, you know, you know, for, first of all, you know, the, the fact that Santos scored. Um, you know, kind of like they, they scored in bunches. Those three goals came very quickly for them. But what really took me by surprise was after that, and, he, and even throughout the rest of the match, I was watching. I didn't want to watch it on Galavision because my Galavision is like center cut, and it's 16 minus. I'm, I'm missing, you know, what's not going on on the, on the wings. It's complicated. <laughs> so I watched it yeah. on, on Fox Sports too. And I think it was Brad Friedel, and he was going on and on and on and on and on and on about how, you know, he's like, you know, despite the scoreline, it says, you know, you know, he's basically saying. This Santos team is not a team that, that, that the LA Galaxy should have any problems with, and they were losing 3-0, and it just, he, just, he just kept hammering us. Like, oh, this is a team that LA Galaxy can compete with. Yeah, if that's and who it was, he just, yeah. He just kept saying it. It's like, dude, it's 4 nothing, and especially that last half hour of the game where, like, like, like Christian said, Santos could have easily, if, if they didn't you know, t- take their foot off the gas, they could have easily have scored you know, two, three, maybe even four more, you know, very, after Martin Bravo got his second, very easily. I mean, they Yeah, they, they turned were, it off after the fourth goal. Well, you know, they, just they, to add on real quick to what John was saying, I mean, this is, the Santos team from yesterday was missing uh, their midfield guy, El Pulpo. They started Diego de Buen, who was, I think, racked up something like four minutes so far this season, right? And this is a guy that went toe-to-toe with Nigel de Jong, and, you know, like the guys that were supposed to be the go-to guys for the Galaxy were pretty much chasing Ulises Davila and Diego de Buen, Giannini. It, it, it's, it, that's where the quality shows through, you know, because all you hear is about, well, if such and such hadn't happened, if the preseason this, if this and the, the other. Yeah, well, you know, there are issues that these Mexican teams are dealing with as well. You know, namely fixture congestion and rotation of players. You know, so I mean, it just it just falls pretty much falls in deaf ears, and and I think it just sort of helps to victimize the MLS fans and the MLS teams, and uh, it's an it's an internal struggle for them. It's an issue they have to deal with. It's not an issue that the region is going to deal with for them. You know, so, it's hey, a self-inflicted wound. Christian, so you're saying because they play victim, they can't. Get ahead. Uh, <laughs> did, there, I, did I hear this right? Yeah, well, I, I feel like they, there's, a, there's a weird victim thing that happens. They sort of victimize themselves. It sure does. It sure you know? does. But, but, it's like, but if you look at, like, for example, the MLS uh, website uh, and the predictions they made, uh, and I know there's some weird double in China. Stay on you, Ronnie. Uh, there's the, 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 the predictions that the, the American pundits were, were pumping out Prior to the series, 
uh, really made no mention of the, <laughs> the now what's become the stock excuse, the preseason preparations. Or the lack no, of preparation. Well, you know? You know, actually, to, you know, in, in all seriousness, uh, in all seriousness, um, no, you're, you're right because I, I hate when when MLS pundits try to start, you know, they they start to justify their their results, saying, "Well, it's because of the calendar and this or that." Well, keep in mind, you know, when Mexican teams started participating in South American competitions, the congestion. The travel, the 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 home field advantage was really obvious, and you guys can remember. I mean, all the all the obstacles that Mexican clubs had to endure, and yet they were still getting results. At the end of the day, quality is quality, and I, I I think that you know MLS is not doing they're doing themselves a disservice by blaming it on the schedule because uh, I don't buy that. For one minute, no. because because you know Mexican teams, they've also had problems with scheduling in South American in, in tournaments, and yet, you know, numerous clubs have reached the the uh, the semifinals, even the finals. Well, uh, I just just this past when, summer, when you, you know. When you when you have to just continually rely on excuses, and when every article that you read is prefaced with one thing or another, like, I mean, I. I I'm pretty sure I've read uh, where the excuses from if if they if they bail out if some of the teams bail out during the group stages you'll hear the argument that says, well you know they 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 they're prioritizing the league you know they're they're not going to put too much importance to this so it's always it's always like it's like it's they're never going to be held accountable for the results. Not and only that, Mexican teams have to play the group stage or the Champions League on on their preseason. Well, that's how every team does. I mean, that's every team except the MLS actually is yeah. pretty much in yeah. their in their the, preseason. The, the schedule was for from 2008 to 2000. Uh, I think there's a solid three or four year period there before the schedule was changed. Uh, it was a complete opposite of what we have now, and uh, and MLS teams didn't really fare any better. So, I mean, to me, it just falls on deaf ears at this point, and and it's and it's just. It's. I mean, if I were if I was truly an MLS fan, I would be annoyed at this point because when you have Claudio Reyna, Don Garber, and all these figureheads of MLS that come out and and, and, and are making these weird predictions that within five, ten years, you know, MLS is going to be this, going to be that, you know, and and, and, and to me, the, the funniest part about this is they always reference, um, they always reference uh, the growing excitement of the league. And, and, and to me, Ronnie just put it very, very clearly. Uh, the way I see it is excitement is great, but it doesn't equal quality. I mean, I'm sure it's nice that they have, you know, they have really nice infrastructure and, and people come out to the games, but it's a very sort of insular thing that happens with MLS. You know, they, they, they build themselves up within their bubble, and then the moment they step out of it and things don't go their way, then it's, all of a sudden, it just oh well, you know the the season, the schedule, the 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 snow, the birds. You know they looked at me wrong. They called him borracho. It's always something, and it's just like I, I, if I was an MLS fan, I just want to see my team go out there and compete. Pretty much like Real Salt Lake is doing right now. They're going out there. They, you know they're they're running. They're they're trying to get goals. That's what you got to do. At the end of the day, if if you can't, if you can't, if you're starting off, if if it is a disadvantage. I can understand the argument that it's a disadvantage, but it's a disadvantage that's it's a self-inflicted wound. It's just something MLS is doing to themselves, not anybody else is doing to them. You know, adding to what uh, Juan Manuel Lilo said about you know the way Mexican teams play, um, you know, one of the things that you know 
that helped Mexican teams play well in the South American tournaments is that they didn't. They, I mean, they wouldn't go to you know to El Centenario or they wouldn't go to La Bombonera and just sit back. I mean, they would try to take it to the. They would try to take it to River. They would try to take it to to Santos, or they, or they would try to take it to Peñarol. These, you know, a lot of these MLS teams, man, all they do is just they 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 try to still capitalize on errors rather than you know trying to play for for the win. And I I just think that the excuses, like you're saying, it's not helping. But I I, I honestly think that the, the the their style of play will not allow them. To take it further. That's an excellent point. I mean, at the end of the day, you are talking about a difference in styles, um, and that's. And I mean, you know, uh, you know, the thing about the the leap in quality that MLS has, has you know, like you know, we're going to get into this a little bit later. But you know, Robbie Keane had a very interesting quote before the game. Um, you can go ahead and go with that in that direction. Well, I think you know, we've already he, covered, yeah, covered he, him, So go ahead, Dan. Dan, you, you and I spoke about it before the podcast started. Uh, I thought. There's there's a difference between sort of uh, being a cheerleader and, and and also being realistic with with what really has been happening. What Robbie Keane said, there is no factual way of looking at what he said and, and thinking that he was right. I mean, there just isn't. I mean, since Robbie Keane has been in MLS, I think this is the fourth year. Uh, no MLS team has won the, the Concacaf Champions League. Um, Mexico went to the 2012 Olympics and won the gold medal with 17 out of 18 players that were developed in Liga MX. That was four years ago. Uh, and since then, it's it's really been, uh, you've seen an improvement in the way Mexico deals with youth development, and there's been a little bit of more success in, 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 uh, in South America. Tigres just made it to the Copa Libertadores final. So, I mean, there's things that can point towards that would, that would completely negate what Robbie Keane said, but I understand what he's doing. He's got to sort of, Keep you know keep things up and 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 you know sort of pump his his, his teammates and the fans up. But I mean the the problem is that, that there are people who actually believe that and, and are not really willing to be objective about what's been actually happening on the field, which is where the problem lies. Because if you're not able to be objective about what's going on in the field and your shortcomings, I don't see how you can actually improve outside of your own bubble that is MLS. So well, my well, my I was under that the I impression. Go ahead, Dan. No, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I'm under the impression, you know, when you talk to MLS fans that, you know, MLS is is, is in a notch just below the English Premier League. You know, I always say, oh, well, you know, we're, you know, the the top team in MLS would be a mid-table team in England. You know, I always hear that. And I'm thinking, are you guys watching the same league? Because, I mean, there, there are times when I, uh, especially when I work work a game and there's stuff that I'm really looking for when, when I'm looking. And I see guys in MLS. I mean, I hardly ever see long-distance shots. I know that the DC United got one yesterday. And every time I see a cross, the guy never looks to see who he's crossing to. He's just kicking it, hoping, hoping to blindly, you know, find somebody in, 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 in that will connect to it in the box. So, I mean, it, there, there's vast room for improvement in, in, league, in the MLS. Rather. I think it's going to happen eventually. There's no question it's going to happen. But for, for, the, for them to, you know, the fans and the players and everybody to have – a certain, a certain expectation and what reality is, you know, there's okay. obviously a big disconnect. Grant, Grant Wall had a good tweet today. He said, "How how is MLS going to be the best league in the world? The best league in their own continent, meaning maybe the North American continent, but we haven't even they haven't even played against South American uh, teams. So 
they would get destroyed in Libertadores or some well, other. But you know, but but MLS, you know, they they go about getting their foreign players. I know that they get you know a couple of Colombians and Argentines and that. But when they sign their big players, you know, they, they, they sign big players for marketing purposes and 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 not for you know what's what's best for them on the field. Andrés Pirlo is a great player. Don't get me wrong, I think he's fantastic. But man, he's, I mean, maybe things will be different this year. But last year, I mean, if, if if he was playing at half speed, you know, 80% of the time, it was locked. I mean, the dude just, you know, he just, he's not, you, you, he, there's so many guys like him that just aren't focused and they just, you know, they're just there, they're there to pick up a check. And I'm starting to see that a little bit with Giovanni too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He started, started off a little bit. Well, and, you know, Giovanni, I think, you know, again, it's just, it's uh, you know unfortunately one of the things that have, that has characterized his career is that he makes really terrible decisions. bad decisions. And I think going to, I mean, imagine if if, if Giovanni wanted to come to this part of the world, I understand. Imagine if he would end with America instead of LA Galaxy, how different his his life would be right now. Absolutely, you know, and the thing with with uh, with Pirlo as someone who saw him play at New York City FC games when he came over, um, understandably it's a new team. And, and uh, you know, there was always going to be bumps in the road for them. But uh, the team definitely took a dive in performance once they had to insert him and Lampard into the team because they have to justify the fact that they, they, they splattered these guys' faces all over the city for marketing purposes, and people kind of show up to see them. And it's – Andrew Pirlo is just the, – the pace of MLS just took him by surprise. He was not ready for that. And he was a complete detriment to the team. And Frank Lampard – to a slightly lesser degree, was much of the same. These guys, if you know, if going into the season for New York City, if they really think they're going to use these guys as any sort of potential game changers, it's going to be another disappointing season for them. You know, and and going into the Giovanni thing that you said, it's just he obviously went there for the lifestyle, and I think that's what a lot of these guys are coming here for. It's one of those things you hear a lot about is you know the quality of life. Of course, the quality of life is good here, but. I mean, is the is the football good enough for you? I mean, like, I mean, just... Jovinko's the exception, really. Jovinko pretty much came over and took over the league, and he's he was the best player in the league. But other than that, I mean, it's just. And he's not even that good. He's very good. I mean, no, but, yeah, but he's, I, he's a he's a but real I, talent. I, but <clears throat> oh, Russell, he just hit it off the post. Stevens better watch out. John, I'll see you the word to you. Yes, go ahead. Go for John. <laughs> Go for John. Go ahead, dude. I don't know. I forgot what I said. I just said it earlier. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say um, on the uh, on the Robbie Keane comment after the game, Bruce Arenas came out and said that 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 wasn't the case. That there's still a gap between MLS teams and Liga MX. I I think it's it makes it kind of hard to avoid that very obvious reality. Uh, I just heard gap. What? <laughs> That's what. White gap. <laughs> yeah, he was triggered. My, I guess my biggest issue with uh, with Keen's comment is that, you know, I understand that they have to sell the league. You know, they're paying them. They're getting paid a whole lot of money um, to try to to try to increase the the appeal of the league. I get that they have to sell it. Um, that's part of their job. But to say that the Mexican league has stagnated when 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 you grab when you have to look at everything that's actually tangible. It's not even it's not even remotely close. It's not even debatable of what league has done more. And then when you have the one competition that you could actually go to where they actually compete against each other and it's so lopsided, how do you say 
that the distances are being how one is growing and the other one is stagnating uh, or or throughout the broadcast I think I guess if it was uh, Rito was making those commentaries how you can actually go out there and say you know the differences aren't that aren't that big I'm like you know keep saying it and you might convince us keep just keep saying it it, 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 it I too was watching the FS2 coverage because of uh, Galavision's um, stand uh, it it was shocking how much, how, how much they apologized for the team's uh, lack of quality. Anyway, yeah, that, that was, was my, my, little, my little rant about it. There's no question. And uh, so, you know, like I said, you know, earlier today, Dan, you know, you can, you said that you, you and Gio can be friends again. So, you know, go down to Redondo and buy him a beer. Hey, I got to comment on that Gio stuff, though. Yeah, and that's what that was the other thing I wanted to bring up next. And since since you did bring it up, since we can be friends again, um, some people are gonna are gonna tell him not to be friends with me anymore because of because of what what we what me and my uh, my fellow Santos uh, fans did to him as uh, as they came in as they flew into to the city and as they basically every time he touched the ball um, he got he got uh, greeted with a borracho chance. He deserves it though. He, that's what he gets for joining an MLS team and retiring early. So does you know? he? He deserves it because he, he went to MLS and retired. That's why he deserves yeah. it. That's exactly why. Because you know, Man, you, when it's you not like it's not like they were calling him, uh, uh, you know, the other word that they love to say to the goalkeepers. I mean, it's all in good fun. I mean, geez, you know, come on. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, just banter, man. It was it was started yeah. because of Marchesin. He and this is sort of awkward out of him because he. What? Who? But at least Marchesin said, hey, you know what, dude, I was just kidding with that. And, you know, and they talked because, about it, and, and it was, you know, it was done. It was, because he was, sort of, he was sort of awkward the way. I mean, why would you say that? <laughs> a dude, you humiliate him some other way, but he, he had to bring up that. And that's like, sort of like a low blow. And, but I understand. It's all in good fun and everything. But it's, it's, not like, in, oh, it's not in good fun. When you're, you're, when you're playing in a game, you try to get the best. Advantage, no matter where. If you want to miss, you guys can. Though, I, I think the, what he said was really lame. I mean, yeah. I think, uh, all the things you can be called. I'm like, uh, like it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. I think it was a blow. Um, obviously, she did something to piss him off. Um, at some point, to to drive him to say that. I mean, something between them. Uh, but. Really, borracho. You know, if anything, it just made it. It gave the 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 fans something to grab onto, and then a reason to a reason yeah. to to jeer Giovanni. I mean, I, I think, and there was a lot. I actually kind of posted about this earlier. You know, the the whole thing with Giovanni. Like, how can people be surprised or offended by the chant? One, it, like something that legitimately hate unless unless you're fan. Um, I think it's just they're they're playing against them. You want to impress the coach at our expense. Um, you're trying to talk up this league when when you should be playing here if you really want to be playing with the with the with the national team. You know, there's a whole lot of layers to why the the fans kind of turn like Dan. Dan, well, this Dan is here's the deal, Dan. Like seriously, Marquesine actually did you guys a favor. Marquesin ignited all the fans into one chant. He's the hero that you need and you also deserve. It was a lame. It was a lame thing to call him. It was a lame thing to. Try. But I mean, I have no issue with him doing it. But... That 
the fan. I, I, thought, I thought I agree. But the cool way the fans, yeah, the fans following his example and stuff. That, I mean, it's sort of it. It caught like Andrea Canales. It caught her off off guard. She didn't like it because. Oh my God! Well, let's, let's <laughs> stop the presses. Makes, makes why? Why is she being brought up here? <laughs> why? Explain this though, because she was saying he's a, a national team hero. He scored that goal in the in the Gold Cup to win, you know, to win that game and everything. Um, and how how can the fans just turn on him? And then all of a sudden, if he if he eventually they, gets but, but they haven't turned on him. They turned on him. he was he was wearing the opposing team shirt. Uh, that's I mean, he played his first official game in Mexico. That's what I'm saying. And he then he yeah. wasn't playing for a Mexican club. So, yeah, so, could you imagine the ridicule that 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 Santos fans or what Santos as an organization would be feeling? If they're going to be the one team that's like, oh, welcome Giovanni, let, 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 just give it to us. We're going to well, bend over and take it. Giovanni could have, Giovanni could have reacted in, in the way that, that a player should have been in that situation, and that's by beating the team. He didn't hey, do it. Hey, but you know, uh, Leon, when Leon went to play this tournament, now it was just like a one-game cup. Uh, they went to play against Barcelona. And didn't, uh, Mar when Marquez was playing for Leon, didn't he get some sort of standing ovation in that match? Yeah, but that's a different. I think that's a different. Uh, you know, yeah, but he's different. been at Barcelona for six or seven years after that. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, at that and, point, he, you know. and, and and he didn't come back wearing the galaxy colors. Ah, uh, that's there's, there's really no excuse. To I mean, that. I mean, that's... when you're when you're playing when you're playing a, I think when you're wearing if you're a Mexican legend and you put on that 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 MLS jersey, I don't care. I'm especially uh, you know I don't even think it matters what team you're on, but if you're representing that league, and you come playing against a Mexican team. I think, by and large, um, you, they may applaud him after the fact, but like while you're while the game's going, they're rooting against them. At that time, his Mexican car suspended. I wouldn't be surprised if like if he eventually gets called up for the national team, that the fans support him and get behind him. It was a oh, club. they'll support him. Of course. That's why. Course that's why. That's why I tweeted to you guys that uh, that you know now we can be friends again. You know the game's over. You know it's all good. Like we were trying to get in your head. If we did, great. If we didn't, we won. So who cares? Hey, would you guys get upset if if the the fans start up? Uh, te queremos borracho. Te queremos mucho. Chat over there. Hey, see, from you, you guys don't pay. That happens at Chivas all the time with the borrachos. You saw with Omar Bravo. He he even went Fabian. to Atlas. Fabian. And, and Marco Fabian and, and some of the same people are now. You know, hoping that he does good in uh, in Germany. Yeah, in it's Germany. not. A, it's not a. I don't. I, I mean, I would. I am surprised. I'm, I'm not. I guess I'm not surprised that that uh, MLS fans and or journalists would would uh, would find it surprising that the Santos fan would take out. You know, they they'd give some banter to Gio. I think that's kind of where it ends. Though it's it was just banter. I mean, I I agree with you guys. I mean, it was like ah, if you're gonna insult the guy, there's probably a couple other things you could have used. You know, at least get a little creative with it. You know, make it stick. It well, was harmless. I mean, it was I know, harmless. Just, I mean, no one's going to die over it. You think Gio's going to die? He's, he's going <clears throat> back to his mansion. He's going to wipe his tears with $100 bills with yeah. naked girls around him. I know? think if Marchesin really wanted to hurt feelings, he could have He could have said, like, he could have uh, How many naked girls? The, well, the Fernando approach. We can all we can speculate on that, but you know, I'm sure I'm I'm not I'm sure Gio's not going to lose any sleep over that. I mean, uh, he may know. lose sleep over the fact that he he may <laughs> pissed away he pissed pissed away um, his best chance of imp of impressing his coach in front of Mexican um, opposition. 
Yeah, yeah that, that's – I mean, that that's really where the problem is for him, you know, as far as his national team prospects, you know. And uh, and it's been a thing with uh, MLS fans sort of take offense to that. But um, partly it's the quality of the league and the quality of the competition that he's facing. But also because Gio is a, he's a very good player, but he's not a player that's going to lift up a team like the Galaxy. That's not really his style, you know. And so if they brought him in thinking he's going to lift them up, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell him. I think they're, they're throwing $4 million a year out the window. He should, have gone, he should have gone to Club America. He should be on America. He should be like the idol of America. Martin wrote an article, where is the America's idol? He's yeah. played at LA Galaxy. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's where the idol is. Pretty much. I was going back and forth. Wait, did, did America even try to get him, though? I mean, it doesn't even seem they even went after him. You know, Gio has been on record many times as saying, if I'm going to play in Mexico, I'm playing for America and nobody else. Right. Uh, Tigres did make, did try to bring him over, and... It, and Gio said, opted, if yeah, I play in Mexico, right. I'm playing for America and nobody else. Yeah, and America, you know, America, I think they, they, they kind of, they were trying to feel him out, see if he would be interested, but I don't know if they actually made any real effort in, into uh He said he, said he would him. consider Mapaches and Union de Curtidores, but America <laughs> is the top <laughs> Uh, you know, the thing with America is like, we've talked about the way that they've been signing players. I mean, uh, I made a comment to Ronnie before the show started. Uh, uh, the quality of the back line that America has, I mean, just with a back line, it's like it's it's pretty average. It's 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 not really that good. So, I mean, you know, I know this is the centennial for them. They want to probably make an impact, but they should really be looking at bringing in some quality in the back at least. Uh, Gio would have been a nice boost, though. Did America have tonight against the yeah, Sounders? Uh, none, but I think they did get a couple yellows. Some yeah, Bosa I saw gotten, that. Uh, some Bosa could have gotten a red card if the ref was uh, was being a, uh, a jerk uh, because that, that play with Dempsey was uh, – it was laughable, really. It was laughable because Dempsey goes down with no contact and if some Bosa is sliding over to get the ball – he grabs his leg and forces him to the ground where Sambuesa loses his footing and, and ends up kicking Dempsey in the face. And, you know, he started bleeding, and it was like this huge uproar about it. It's like, why are you grabbing the guy's leg? You know, if, if what are you doing grabbing somebody's leg? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? You know, and, and that's one of those things, you know, Dempsey, you know, it's canchero. It's canchero way. Especially a guy like Sambuesa who was a master of the dark arts. You know, he's the kind of absolutely. guy Absolutely. That... Yeah. Absolutely, and there's not a well, single Dempsey, person. Well, Dempsey Dempsey bleeds like my Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He stepped on his head, though, man. He he, he did, he did. But 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 if you watch if you watch the clip, you'll see that some boys is going for the ball, and Dempsey grabs his leg and 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 forces him down. So some boys's foot has nowhere to go, but Dempsey's face. Now you know you guys know that there's not a single one of us here, other than Ronnie, that would defend. We've gone into depth about how how much of a scumbag some of these America players can be. So it's definitely not like we're being partisan here. I watched the play, and as soon as I watched the play, I was like, ah, that was really not intentional. But they're gonna make yeah, a deal it, out of it. Yeah, but isn't that part of the deal? Isn't that part of the deal though? Like when they're being interviewed, to where they're trying to figure out, you know, what what players fit. You know, they go, oh, does he? You know, is he fast? Yes. Is he, you know, he has good ball skills. Is he a scumbag? Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You check all the boxes. Absolutely. I feel. I feel like it's the first perfect. box he took off, John. For, for it wasn't. I was, I was very worried for for Guamerica today, and I'll tell you why. Because first of all, the game was at seven, and 
as y'all know, the, you know, the Mexican workday didn't end until about eight, so there was gonna be no one in the stadium. Yeah. And I'm yeah, guessing didn't I, I didn't see it exactly. No, it didn't fill up. And, and I think I heard something about thirty-five, forty thousand people there. Eventually. Uh, That's it. Wow. Which is not a bad, I mean, it's not a bad yeah. turnout, you know, when you think about it. Yeah. And that's that's MLS game. type turnout right there. But, well, uh, so they had that going, you know, and then, you know, and then I was, uh, just all the intangibles didn't did, did, did seem to, to go America's way. But, and then, and then when I saw, I was, I was, I was doing my game and I saw that they scored an auto goal, I was like, oh man. But America yeah. got it right back right after that, so they were able to get on track. Yeah, America. But, uh, yeah, I was really worried about them today. I thought that they had really had a chance to, you know, if that was going to be a team that was going to screw it up, it was going to be them, especially with their, with their discipline issues. But it sounds like they were able to, uh, uh, to that, you know, yeah. to manage the game pretty well. That Seattle defense was too was was horrible. Yeah, they. It's got to be a little bit frustrating though, seeing as that uh, America needs to get slapped in the face before they're able to 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 wake up. Yeah, America. You know, it's like versa. this weird thing there where uh, oh, they got scored on and boom, right, right, right away they scored two goals and and it's like okay, well, you know, what I think is troubling for for Seattle is how narrow they were playing. It's like they, you're playing right into America's hands. You're giving him all the space on the wings, and that's how the first two goals uh, essentially came. You know, uh, but you know that's that's one of the parts that that MLS has to work on, and I mean. Watching this RSL game right now, this RSL late game, uh, they've they've done a pretty good job of shutting Tigres down, and um, I think they'll feel disappointed if they don't end up winning this game by a larger score uh, at the end of the game. What's the score now? It's 1-0, but I mean Salt Lake has pretty much had the run of, of play and and his chances. Oh, Tigres, you guys getting subbed out for a defender? Wow. Tigres is not. They haven't yeah, even got their that's, hands dirty. That's Tuka the Tuka way. I mean, yeah, Tuka's being Tuka, exactly. I'm, so, hey, I'm kidding. Hey, hey Dan, for the uh, semifinals between America and uh, and Santos, do you wanna do you wanna wager? No, no, no. I'm done betting now. <laughs> Would you wanna, like the kiss of death. No. Well, we don't we don't have to bet money. We could like we could put our, our our votes our votes on the line. Like you know if you know America wins, you vote for Trump. If you know Santos wins, I can I vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Isn't that like a violation of federal elections? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know oh. if um and that and I don't know if I can trust a Republican to ever actually uh, follow through. I will. Through. I will record. <laughs> I will record the entire voting process. Yeah, but we we already talked about your rhetoric. Man, I can't believe these these Republicans have to stick to these low the, tactics to try to get the, votes, man. The Santos coach already said that he doesn't yeah. want Dan to vote for him. He says, "Cada vez que se da el pescado." Apuesta para de, de, de nuestro favor. Perdemos. Nos perjudica, ya yeah, nos perdemos, nos perjudica. Dijo que ya, por favor, que, que, que ya no apueste. Yeah, yeah. Stick to just cheer for the team, team, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I bring um, I bring the sal, which was actually today was kind of funny. I'm not sure if um, anybody there was some confusion. I guess I guess on the word um. How Americans use the the term salty and compared to salty what, lake city, or how Mexicans would use them. Estás bien salado, you know. Uh, I believe there was some confusion as to what uh what each uh phrase meant. So this is my pocho check for the day. Just wondering if um and I'm not sure if you guys are the best actually the authorities to answer this either. Well, I guess Fernando would be. Yeah. To say estás salado means you're you're kind of cursed. Salado. Yeah. Yeah, you're cursed. 
Where that I guess even an old man in the sea. Some people were misusing it, saying you're salado. Ardido. That you're being uh, salty, or like as in bitter or angry. Oh, salty would be ardido, I guess. That's how I would put it too. Yeah, ardido. Are you guys watching this game? Goddamn pochos. Yeah, dude, they, and they, they, the the super pochos is what give the pochos a bad name because most of us were bilingual. <laughs> it may not it may not sound that great, but we know what we're saying. That's a notable distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Think. I agree. This is uh right now is where, you know, and Nawal Guzman is gonna earn his paycheck. Oh, I saved the penalty, right? Well, I'm I'm no, I, I mean I'm I, I haven't they haven't yeah. taken it yet. Nawal saved his penalty. Saved the penalty kick. Did he? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I mean, I'm actually, it's about to be, uh, my feed must be a little behind. Sorry, Fernando. Oh, wow. They, look, at, look at the counterattack. Oh, my God. Must, must be a bitter pill for you to swallow. <laughs> okay, now, the one thing that I've noticed about, about uh, CCL, and I've heard a lot of chatter about this, not just, you know, necessarily among us, but I, but I think it's going to happen. You know, uh, we, we can't forget that the people that run the Champions League, some, was their MLS. And there's not a doubt in my mind that they're going to try and figure out a way to change the calendar so that the final is played in the fall and not in the spring. Even if that's the happen. case, but you know, John, even if that's the case, we're going to hear the old excuses that fixture congestion would prevent MLS teams from fielding our best players because of the playoff hunt. And uh, that's that, that's what I was saying before. You know, we've had a variation of what they want before, and it still wasn't very favorable to MLS teams. And so uh, I don't imagine that really having the knockout rounds played at a different time of the year is really going to improve things for them because at the end of the day, the, the issues with quality and style of play are still there. And the, the lack of depth that they have is also there. And that's not going to change magically. So it's going to be much of the same, to be honest, I think. I would agree, but I just find it saddening that, that um, they so overtly succumb to the wins of MLS, Like not to mention like how they somehow don't have to account for the fact that four teams represent, five represent teams. the country. Five teams. Five teams, five actually, teams. yeah. Five teams representing um, when the results don't even remotely add up to that and how other countries or other federations are being cheated uh, positions in, uh, within, like, where I thought it was a shame that, that, that really, while it was interesting and fun for American and Mexican fans to see these two teams, uh, these two leagues go at it in, this, in the, the quarters, that's not really inclusive. Uh, I mean, you, you just removed a lot of interesting, potential interesting matches up from, with Central American teams. Social there's justice no warrior. There's, there's no reason why... Uh, MLS deserves four teams at five you know, with the Canadian team. Five, you know, they should get two tops, period, end of story. Yeah. And you're right, they, they should give those positions, and it should be based on merit. It should be based on, you know, and, that's, and, you know, and, then, and, then, and then they split up the group so that, so that they're almost guaranteed to make it into the, into the knockouts because they go up against the Caribbean team and then a, South, you know, and then a Central American team. It's just, it, you know, it's, it's very frustrating to me because you know, Concacaf bends over backwards. You know, they're, they're so desperate to 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 give to, to make the U.S. market more viable, and they do everything and anything they can in order to exploit that. 
And I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, what it does is that it makes the rest of the Confederation suffer because there's no, you know, there's no reason why. I mean, I, I think of how, how much better Panama is over the past five or six years than they were before. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that when their teams were in the Champions League, like Arabe Unido and San Francisco and those teams, that they competed very well. And then they realized themselves, like, you know what? We, we can play with these guys without any problem at all. And then that that's sure. going to help us ultimately with the national team. And, and I, just, I just don't understand why. I don't understand why MLS don't deserve has to have. them is bad. Sorry, I'm just yeah, making I notes, mean, guys. They, they, well, it's true. They, they uh, if you go by performance, uh, you're going to have a very hard time justifying four teams, <clears throat> uh, let alone the the Canadian team that that comes in uh, through MLS to the Canadian Cup. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of this stuff the 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 meme that uh, that has become uh, the MLS uh, fans have, have per, uh, pretty much regurgitated about being CONCACAF. Uh, Tigres was just uh, the, the penalty that Russell Lake just got was was not even a penalty. Um, you know, and it was outside the area. Apparently. It was outside the box. You know, and, and and you know the thing is at the end of the day, I mean, you're not going to see on record or or uh, or you know, medio tiempo. They're not really going to be making a big deal out of it. You know, even if even if Tigres ends up being eliminated, they're not going to make a big deal out of the penalty not being a penalty because, you know, I, last week I, I, I said a couple things about the Mexican press, but if there's one thing I'm grateful for, and, and I mean this, is the fact that, our, our, you know, the Mexican press does not allow teams and fans to victimize themselves, even when there's a reason to do it, even when there's been reasons in Libertadores, or Sudamericana, and there's plenty of examples. We've been on the Santos, of Santos in 2004 with, they're, with they're, redoing the penalties. Exactly. Yeah. America, every time Cruz they Azul, lose. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Robinho, Robin, uh, uh, when, when Cruz Azul played against Santos, uh, when Unam played uh, against uh, Boca Juniors, Abundancieri, who should have been. You know, uh, Jesus, I mean, I could go you know, on they're, and they're, on. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's and plenty those were of actually examples, gross. Man. Those yeah. were blatant. Rose, Blatant absolute favoritism, and you know what? It just become it's become a footnote in the history of Mexican soccer. It's well, remember, like, remember when Santos was in in the uh, in the Copa Libertadores? You know, you know the the, the Comebol officials were trying to give uh, Santos a a hard time because at the time they were playing in that crappy uh, stadium, yeah, La Comarca. Before it got remodeled, yep. Re or re well, or the new or, one. The new one. Yeah. The new one. Well, the palace. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, pardon, palace. pardon the the interruption, but do you guys see the same by? Uh, you know the you know the Tigres uh, you know goalie and then how when he was trying to get, catch the rebound the you know the the MLS player just went and dove at the goalie and tripped him. Yeah, and that's, that was you know, disgusting, man. Oh my but god! But that's the thing, you know, it's, that stuff like that happens. I feel like you know, whatever the players on the field, they you know once the game's over they shake hands. It, it's not a big deal to them. The problem is the narratives that are built around a fan and the the fans and the media. Uh, and like, like I was just, just to finish what I was saying before, Ronnie's right. I mean, we, we, we can point towards a lot of examples of Mexican teams really getting jobbed, and, and they've become footnotes. I mean, it's just part of the narrative. You know, it's kind of part of the conversation, but it's not an excuse and it's not a crutch that is that is propped up for us to feel better about ourselves. And I think I think that's what actually one of the things that helps uh, the league grow. You know what? We got job, whatever. We go down. Pumas just went down there. I'm one. I'm loving this, you know, this conversation because I mean I, I've learned a lot about, you know, like for example that, you know, to give MLS four things, you know, and them not deserve it, you know, and taking it from others, 
you know, it's wrong. You know? I think it is wrong. Hold on, hold on. What did I say? Hold on. It's actually better for us Mexicans, man, because, mm. you know, we get to be easy MLS teams, you know? No, it's just I've learned that you're not supposed to feel, you know, play the victim. Because it's kind of productive. The, the, I've the learned. I, I would I've, agree. I, Brian, I've, learned today, I've learned today. I've learned today. I've learned today. The MLS was never taking anything. Was, they were. They're getting. They're taking stuff. Breeze, calm down. Breeze. They were taking away. <laughs> you understand that, Ronnie? Yeah, Ronnie? There's a difference. Ronnie's it's like troll, it, man. <laughs> no, the, oh, that's like, all he does, man. You know. You know how this I'm is playing along. Yeah, you know. Are you victimizing yourself, Ronnie? Yeah, Don't be a victim, yeah. dude. He's like, <laughs> it's like those business owners I'm just trolling, who, get I'm those, trolling. who get those tax breaks that they don't deserve. Ronnie, were you going right, to well, bring well, up well, the, I, the light I, issue I, with the stadium? Which one? When you were talking about La Comarca, when yeah. they demanded they have lights for night games? Well, no, that was at the Bombonera. No, the, the, at the Comarca, they were talking about that because it was uh, La Comarca had like 19,000 seats or something like that. And the the rules were that it had to have like twenty thousand or like plus, so they actually wanted Santos to play their game in in, in Estadio Azteca for obvious reasons, you know, more money. But and they're and uh, and they're saying that the stadium didn't, you know, wasn't up to to code and stuff like that. How about least. the old the old stadium, right? Yeah, the old stadium, the old stadium. I, I but, remember that. But 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 then Tele, Tele, Televisa Deportes did a did a report, and they showed. One of Chile's stadium from Cobreloa, who actually had wooden uh, <laughs> seats, dude, wooden stands. Dude, can you believe that crap, dude? Mexico hasn't had those since like the 1920s and 30s, dude. Yeah, I remember the, with the lights, how they they uh, they said they needed to have uh, lights in the stadium, and then uh, after they installed them, like I don't know if it was a team from Bolivia or Venezuela, they, they didn't even have lights. Would they have all the cars in the parking lot line up around the stadium and around the field turn them on so they could play at night? Pretty much, man. That's great. But, you know, it's funny you guys talking about all, all these raw, I mean, believe me, and I could go down the list too, not just, you know, for club size, but, you know, national teams, which always which just makes me laugh so much that when Mexico actually catches a break or a Mexican team actually catches a break, it's like the worst possible thing. It's like a crime. For Mexico to catch a break in a, you know, whether it's in a tournament or whether it's in a big game like that, and like, and you know, like, you know, like what happened last summer, where even the announcers were like, "That's Guardado, you have to miss this penalty kick." Yeah, just yeah, give it back, guys. No, we don't deserve no. this one, guys. Give it back. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think about what the Tigres goalie Nahuel just did right now? He, he decided to go down holding his hand. Oh, my hand hurts to waste time. Wow. Are you, are you victimizing yourself again, Pern? I'm just wondering what you guys think, you know? You know, you what know, kind of goal I, I think, I think will it depends. happen. It depends on what the situation is. If, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, people are going to make time, and they make time, I get that, it happens. But, uh, you know, if it if it's pretty egregious, then, you know, he's going to get a yellow card for it, and that'll be bad, and then it'll go And if the ref allows it, then the ref's going to Now, I think that's kind of stupid, because that ends up adding time in the back end, and then you get hosed anyway, so... To yeah. me, the way you want to get to 90 as fast as possible, so that they don't add more stoppage. Time. Although just... the, one thing, the one positive though that that can be from that strategy is you could, um, 
you could like uh, I guess frustrate the, your opponent is because they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna play fast. So if you were able to slow the game and 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 do it to a point where you could annoy them, you can actually piss them off into making mistakes. You know, I think that's part of the it's part of the gamesmanship. I, I'm I'm absolutely totally okay with it. And like you said, I like especially Monterey. like it when Tigres when Tigres does that against Monterey. It's really I'm sorry, I'm sorry, excuse me, Monterey. <laughs> Good job. I'm glad you're Good learning. Lord. Good Lord. I don't want to. I forgot that the uh, Academia Española is listening to us. Want to make sure they that are, dude. They, they absolutely are listening. So you yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so purifying your pocho out little by little. Don't worry, I'm man. Roll my there. R's and use my my U's and S instead of T's right. and O's. Unfortunately for us, yeah. we have Fernando as our as our as our lone um, true Mexican on the show. You know, you you know, Dan. It's it's, it's almost time for our our, our weekly. Uh, I don't want to interject. You know, our weekly farándula segment to find out what's going on with uh, with the extra cancha stuff with our with our buddy Joel. Joel, do you have any any, any, have any good any, any any good juicy gossip that you can fill us in on? Not, no. not a uh, not anything not anything juicy, but Chivas did uh, they renamed their stadium. Oh, yeah, it's no longer just Chihuahua Stadium, but it used to be Omni Life. So they're they're trying to sell the uh, the name. The naming rights? Yeah, yeah, they're trying to sell them, and uh, so I don't know. It's gonna be an Angelica Fuentes move. Oye, ¿cuál es una marca de escuchados en México? Because that'd be perfect. It it looks like. Oh. I think it would have been a. But now, who wants to put their nail on Chivas? You should call it El Flotador. Cause <laughs> of turds flotador. So I hope they break out. Uh... You know what, Dan? You, that is true, man. They, they picked the worst time, you know, to, to look for a... Like, you don't wait till you're broke. To look for to, a sponsor. To, yeah, I you know don't wait what? till you're broke to ask for money. I mean, you, you gotta... I guess gotta it will be ahead. cheap, though. I guess it will be a cheap... You know well, what, what I mean? You know what would be a great sponsor? Liga de Ascenso. You 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 know what part of it? I think because they're losing, they're gonna lose uh, the sponsorship for uh, Bimbo, which has been pulling out from uh, sponsoring a lot of the soccer teams. Pull out, pull out, pulling out. Bimbo pulled out. Damn man. No. Uh, Dunk, going with the stadiums, since we were talking about stadiums, I don't know if you guys have covered this, but uh, I think Jalisco Stadium, it doesn't meet the requirements that the uh, Liga MX wants. So unless they, they uh, upgrade the stadium, which is about $20 million, I don't think Atlas will be able to play on it. I don't know if it's next season or, or for next year. So. Well, they can always rent the Estadio, Estadio Omni Life, I mean, the Estadio Chivas. Yeah, that, you know what, that is a possibility. They, they could, might have to move over there or play in uh, Teco's old stadium with that one. Or move to Monterrey and use their shiny new stadium. De Marzo. But yeah, there's, and you know, because the stadium is owned by uh, Clubes Unidos Jalisco, and uh, it was, uh, when, when uh, Vergara built the stadium, he just, you know, he didn't care anymore what happened with with the Jalisco Stadium. So it's just what uh, uh, yeah, Leones you know, Negros you know, the, the, the and just Jalisco, 
Well, the way Alistair he is a major renovation. Well, no the, question. the way he got around that is because technically, uh, Guadalajara, the Association Civil, you know, the the Civil yeah. Association, they're technically still owners of you know of the Clubes Unidos. They're still you know part owners, but you know, remember Chivas or Vergara? He named the club as Chivas de Corazón S.A. de C.B. So that's how he was able to go around that. Well, you know what? Speaking of that, I think that's what Cruz Azul is doing at the moment. Well, they're they're it's not getting they're, covered. It's not getting covered, which is weird because you don't really hear anything about it. But I think Cruz Azul is a co-op still. I mean, uh, but the, they they have the if I'm not mistaken, I have the club registered as a uh, as a, as an AC as well. So they're they're technically they're not an S corporation. No, no, I know, but same, but there's there's some there's some stuff going on where, where some people are trying to take they're trying to take down Billy. Isn't there always something going on at the back office of Cruz Azul? Oh, oh. Yeah, well they're saying that they won they, they oh, won oh, oh, oh. Gold 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 tig, Gold Tigres Guignac Guignac. Guignac. Well I had I you know I don't have enough info, but I heard that uh well done. Yeah, well done, Ronnie. Who lost the, uh, the 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 rights to the name? Cruz Azul. Yeah. So they they Cruz Azul yeah. on the name. That's hilarious. Yeah. And Dude, then I think he has watching, to be, watching he has the, to the watching it. the uh, watching the fans from Salt Lake. They're just devastated right now, dude. Their their expressions. Well, What's going on? Salt Lake had a very good game tonight. Well, they're gonna D they're gonna D drown their sorrows in Coca Cola tonight. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chiquis. Mexican Coke, I would hope. No, man, that's caffeine, dude. They can't even have that either. I mean, I hey, Chiquis, maybe Chiquis, maybe you can help me out when something like this happens. Like, do you know which wife to beat out of frustration? <laughs> La más La más Well, you got you got two hands, right? It's a nice goal, very nice goal by Guignac. Well, no, man. I'm just that's what I'm saying. And it's like I wonder, like you know, which do which more, like you know, in the Mormons, like which wife are you supposed to hit, you know, when you're frustrated? That's <laughs> <laughs> got you, man. That's good. Good. Like, you know, the silence is uh, the closest to the biggest, the ugliest. Um, there's a well, number. Of remember, I'm not married. I'm not married, so every time I have, you know, I don't have kids, and I'm not married, so every, that's why I always ask Pern and Beto these questions because I'm just trying to learn. <laughs> so you wanna, you wanna, wanna know the best way to beat up your wife? Damn. I think we should probably end that conversation right there. Just yeah, we want to be, we want to be promoting a domestic violence. Yeah, just saying. Just saying. Yeah, this, this is why, gonna get edited. This will be edited for the iTunes version. No, I mean, there's nothing to be scared of. I'm just saying, <laughs> just let's have some proper etiquette here. You know, yeah, speaking, no of, speaking of Tigres, speaking of Tigres, I think that they had a they had another another game over the weekend where they uh, were able to, to 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 come back from a goal deficit and. Oh uh, yeah, who was that against? Just, just just put a whooping on uh, on their <laughs> opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was against, but I remember what it was. Uh, it was like was it like domestic violence type? Yeah. So again, I, I, again, again, my question <laughs> is: When America loses the lead like that, is it a, is it considered a descremada? <laughs> <laughs> they were the cremas at one point. Not funny. Not funny. Okay. That's I thought that was pretty funny, but that's probably the funniest thing all night. Yeah, because they, they did it against Cruz Azul. La descremaron contra Cruz Azul. 
y la descremaron contra contra Tigres. That's some domestic violence that right there. That was actually a really brutal loss. I mean, do you actually have anything to say about that, Ronnie? Come, what was the question? Well, I'm just curious. You know, what were your thoughts of the game? Like, uh, did you, um, are you starting to come along and start thinking that maybe uh, your boy needs to go? Ambris? Yeah. He didn't build a team. So, you know, honestly, I'd rather see some of the players go than Ambris. Gonzalo Pineda said that if he lost this game, uh, when was it yesterday? Mo Mourinho, Mourinho watch begins in earnest. <laughs> <laughs> or today, if he would have lost his game today, he would have been gone. That's what. Uh, I, 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 I would, I would have to agree. You know. But uh, thank, thank, thanks to God though that what's his name Darwin Quintero put the team on his back again and took the team to victory today. Well, who has who has better hair, Nacho Ambriz or Almeida? Almeida. Oof. Almeida does. That's well, how can you hate on the mullet, man? That thick. La melena, la melena, or the Brillo pad. I mean, that's really that what thick it is. stuff is not, is not no. good. Hey, so the Tigres game's over, so I guess that no fue vergüenza nacional. Thanks to God. So honestly, Fern, when you're rooting for Ralph, I'm like, you can tell us. What? What are you talking about, man? Oh, Christ, dude. Actually, um, um, I'm going to I'm gonna answer for him since he refuses to. I'm going to say that he was rooting for Tigres. Of all, if if you take a picture with Omar after all the, the crap he talked about him, and chum it up and take a take a selfie with with Omar Bravo of all people, then then his Mexicanness knows no limit, and and mm. and he's loyal now. So thinking as much as he's there, when when faced against the gringos, I think he's probably he probably holds it inside. But I'm, I'm thinking he's rooting for Davis. You know, it actually brings up an interesting topic because I know that Pern is, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, loyalty or you know, just the fact that he's very passionate. But, you know, the 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 the, the Clásico, the Clásico Regio is coming up this weekend. Yes. And it's a great, it's a great, great game. Just, I mean, every game of those are always, you know, rarely are they boring. It's going to be the first one at the Tamalera, so it's going to be the first one in the new stadium. And you know, and, and it's something that I said earlier. I mean, there's no question. That when it comes to you know in intercity derby the derbies that that Tigres Rayados is far and away the best uh, you know dirt derby dirt whatever you want to call it in Liga <laughs> MX better than América Cruz Azul better than the Joven and better than the Tapatio in my opinion John John how about yes. how about so that we don't sound like phony Englishmen or lame Americans how about we say derby el derby, el derby. El derby. John, John. Yes, sir. America Chivas. Well, I'm sorry. America. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking. No, no. I'm not talking. No, go ahead, go ahead. We're talking derby. We're talking derbies. We're talking derbies. No, we're talking no. clásicos. No, America, America, <laughs> and Cruz Azul. America and Cruz Azul have met in three finals, league finals. Not to mention. They've met. They have met in, in like over, I think, 15 Liga matches, playoff matches. Uh, now, América Unam, they've also met in three league finals, uh, and also countless playoffs. Monterrey and Tigres, I'm sorry, have never met in a final. So what? 
What? Well, that adds well, there, to, that, that adds bragging rights. No, it's not. It it doesn't. Yeah, but, see, but the problem that data is not a good. But you're absolutely mind, right. Keep, no, keep in mind. Keep in mind. Hey, in '90s, I mean, we're talking like in the '90s, dude. Tigres, Tigres went went down. They got relegated twice. So I mean, the money that the money that Semex has been putting up, you know, was has been really since the past, you know, 20 years going forward. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not a big game. It, it is a big game. It's one of the biggest games on the calendar. But, you know, let's not try to be all Wilbur-esque and, 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 you know, and try to make, you know, make it sound like I'm not these, being Wilbur-esque. <laughs> My point is, is that, you know, in Mexico City up until very recently, uh -huh. up until very recently, there were, you know, five, six teams in Mexico City alone. The same in Guadalajara, there were, you know, three or four teams. What make what makes this one so special is that there's only two teams in Monterey, and and really, if you talk to any Regios, I mean, it, it is the the loyalties are are, are are split almost evenly right down the middle. No, like that's, they, that's what makes this game so good. No, they are, they are, and I'm glad. Believe it or not, I am glad because I'm I'm, I'm glad that there's money that's being spent outside of like Mexico City, Torreon, they have a they have a serious ownership group. Obviously the two Monterrey teams have serious ownership groups. You know, I'm I'm very happy about that. It's it's only good for the league. But like I said, you know, when people say, Oh the you know the classical you know the 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 the, 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 the Derby in, in Monterrey, you know, it's not, it's now bigger than the, the national or even America Cruz Azul. Oh. No. No, it's I don't not. know if it's bigger, but it's, it's certainly more fun to watch. Well, right, now, well, right now because both teams are are doing well, so obviously you that, know. But that too. But aside from that, though, I mean, when the when the mics are loud and you get to hear the the atmosphere and and the, the and the fans, it's a much more uh, even even from from the TV. It's absolutely. I don't know what Ronnie's smoking on. It's oh, not now. I, I think of, as far speaking as passion of, goes, it's the most passionate of, of now, rivals. Now, speaking of derbies, speaking of derbies, and I'm glad we're talking about this because this is actually something that's very close to heart for, to me. Uh, yeah, because your your team is involved in almost all of them. No, 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 no. Independent. No, this actually has nothing to do with America. This is actually a new a new topic regarding the derbies, and it's it was actually in the news this 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 week. Um, FC. Politecnico, basically, they're going to be in the in the second or in the third division, and they came out that their goal is to be in Liga MX by the year 2020. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but you know, Politecnico, that's that is Unam's biggest rival, uh, Politecnico. My that's my dad's alma. That's right. That's my dad's alma. Yeah, they're, they're, that's my dad's. Alma. The white donkey. Yes, los burros the, blancos. Are the two now, public are the two public universities in uh, Mexico City? No, or, poli is private. Poli's pri yeah, okay, it's private. Yeah. No, 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 poli, yeah. poli is not poli is not private. It's oh, I'm thinking of uh. No, 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 but but it's 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 two. I mean, the rivalry, the rivalry that these two teams, you know, know each other, especially on the gridiron, no less. Is can topple basically, you know, the Clásico Nacional and stuff like that. Well, they're the probably point. tired of getting their asses beat on the, on the football field. That's what they want well, to see. Well, what I'm saying get is their that asses the, beat on the soccer field. Meaning that, meaning that the authorities have had to cancel so many matches between these two between these two uh, universities because of the rivalry. Now, uh, back back in the 50s or back in the 60s, uh, or actually back in the 60s. Uh, there was a group of ownership group that wanted to get Politecnico into into the 
football pyramid, but it, it, it didn't really pan out. Obviously, Unam did. Um, you had Manuel Negrete basically go out there and support uh, Politecnico. You also had uh, 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 no, <laughs> you also had uh, Atlantis owner uh, what's his name Garces go out there and and uh, and basically support because he's also an alumni. You're you're talking about a, a university that has over four hundred thousand four hundred thousand alumni in the in, in in the country. So, I mean, I'm just saying. If they're serious, this is going to be a team to, to watch out for. And honestly, this might be one of my teams to, to root for that I'm going to be rooting for. They're going to have um, to get by. They're going to have to get by Mapache. So now you're a Plastic America fan? Jesus. Wow. Hey, I, I, I tweeted, actually tweeted this when I found out. I tweeted them. I said, look, although I've never taken a class at the Politecnico, I said I have to thank them for the education that they gave my father, and they actually responded back to me, you know. And I actually had a couple of respond uh, replies, I'm on, you know, saying to me, "Hey, same here." Were I they surprised that he could read and write? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I'm just saying. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying that you know that, that derby, derby wise, I'm actually looking. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope, and I hope it happens. No, that, that would that would actually be really awesome if they were able to. Somehow make it up to first division, or you know they can just buy their way in, like. Uh, no, well, like, like other they 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 wanted to do it, the, you know, the, the good old fashioned way, like the way Tecos did it, where they started off in the third division, got the second right. division, and then. What well, you know, the did too. True, true, true. Did it? Yeah. Well, well that, that 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 would be fantastic. It would it would, uh, would be good to see. I don't think it's gonna get to the level of Clásico Regio, but I mean, I can I can already start. I can dude, just, uh, it would I it can, would it would it would surpass the Clásico Regio. Like I mean, dude, it, I can it would I can it would turn the Clásico Regio to the Clásico Tapatio. Nobody cares. Hey, John, <laughs> John or John or Beto, can you guys Google right now? Uh, a la cachi cachi porra porra. A la cachi cachi yeah, porra. I'm, I'm in the I'm in the car, dude. So I, I, my audio Be my Beto, audio services can, are unavailable. Can you can you uh, can you Google that and or put it on YouTube and then play a clip of it for me, please? Oh uh, yeah! Come on, no, keep keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> I'm just saying, I gotta, I gotta show them love, man. I gotta show them love. I love it. Parecen como los verduleros. So in the, no, in the Champions that, League, uh, it's gonna be Tigres against Querétaro, and then Santos against América. So the finals are gonna be Tigres against whomever. Honestly, I honestly think the winner of the Santos América is gonna take the title. Against against them, they're gonna be Tigres. Uh, honestly, I think I think uh, I think it's gonna be Vuce. I think he's gonna find a way to beat uh, I, Tuca. I, I agree with Ronnie that Tuca. It's gonna be an awesome chess match. There's no question. No, it is. I know. The two best coaches in Mexico. Yeah, I mean they're they're phenomenal. I mean they're. With all due respect, to Matias El Mesías, you know. Hey, let me let me uh, comment something on Pern. Could be the next question. The Pern question that you guys have been asking him. A true club fan. 
say, for example, an Americanista would root for Clint Dempsey if Seattle played Chivas. They would root for not only MLS team against their the player too, but huh? even for the player Clint Dempsey, United States national team player, to beat their rival Chivas. So if Pern was a real Monterrey fan, he would say, yes, I root for MLS, and I hope they beat Tigres. I think that's an excellent point, Beto. I think uh, if nothing else, if we've learned anything tonight <laughs> is that we have some serious victim complex going on tonight, and Pern, you know, you got to commit, question bro. Dodgers. You got to commit, <laughs> man. You got to commit. Yeah. <laughs> I have I, I committed to the league like a long time ago, man. What are you talking about? Ah, for Christ's sake, dude. Also, also one of our members, you know, used the Simeon machine today for the first time. <laughs> that's right. That's right, John. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Mitoteros. Oh, what did he say? He wrote the Simeon. <laughs> Another final comment on the CCL stuff. Um, it was weird because after the DC United loss, their Twitter account said something like shrug or something like, oh, well, now our, now our preseason's over. Yep. The, uh, so, and the Galaxy one. Wasn't that the Galaxy? It was the Galaxy tweet. Both of them did. Both well, of them they did. both did, yeah. One said, well. <laughs> well, that was DC United, and uh, the other one was LA Galaxy, the one where they did the shrug emoticon. Yeah. Which I... Beautiful, man. That's sort of sad. It is. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up. I think it's... It, not Liga, you know what? Liga, Liga MX needs to troll them for that. I think the results in the feelers is trolling enough. I mean, after, I mean, they were the ones running their mouths before the games. <laughs> they got slammed by their own fans, though. And one yeah. of them, I think DC United, or one of them actually said apologized and said sorry for that. We didn't mean to offend anybody or anything. But uh, oh, okay. they got, got slammed. Does, yeah, 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 wouldn't surprise me if, if, that, if whoever does their Twitter account either yeah, gets fired. fired or suspended. Yeah. Actually, I think somebody did get fired at the uh, uh, at DC United. Um, I think I read something about that earlier today. Well, they really should though because they're hurting the image <clears throat> of the team. You're basically telling fans who went to that game that that, that, that the organization itself doesn't really care. Pretty much. It's like thanks for your money, uh, sucker. We didn't care yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, pretty it, much. It, it does that fans. It devalues. Um, it it cheapens the. It tries to cheapen the victory, saying so like, "Oh, well, we weren't all that invested anyway." Even though your well, star player, one of your star players, was just quoted as saying, "Is that they were, were closing the gap," and then reality slaps you. Go ahead, uh, Christian. Well, that's like a. It's a. It's almost like a Groundhog Day. Every year we hear the same stuff before the games, and then after the games, the excuses kind of come out, and it's like, ugh. So I was saying earlier, you know, it's like if I was an actual fan of a, any one of these teams. Um, I would at this point I would just be annoyed with the constant rhetoric prior to the games, only to come out with excuses after the games. Like I get it, you know, the preseason, the altitude. Well, here, here's what I don't rain. understand. Oh, Jesus. That if I was an MLS team and I knew I was playing these games, you know, there's one team that had success, and it was you know last year it was it was a terrible team. It was Montreal, but they actually did their preseason in Mexico. That's they right. played preseason games. And it turned out it actually worked out very well for them because well, they ended up, you know they ended up beating Pachuca in the quarterfinals, which was a shock. You know they made it all the way to the final because they actually took it seriously and did, you know, and and, and took enough steps to where you know it, it actually worked out for them and they were able to you know at least achieve a certain level of success. You know 
a team like Galaxy, okay, their season ended either in late October or November. I forget when it was. Right. Okay, so why don't you start your preseason in January to get ready for these games? Because you're big. There are some issues with. Well, there's some issues with the collective uh, bargaining agreement that they have between the players and the league. The players, they just did a whole new round of of, uh, negotiations a few months ago. And I think what they agreed upon was that uh, the players needed, I think, at least a minimum of six weeks off um, for the offseason. And so I think there's a conflict there with uh, how early they can start their preseason, legally speaking. But but you're right. I mean, Montreal did it last year in, in the sense that they went down to Mexico for two weeks and they prepared. And uh, they also got some help from the league. The, uh, the MLS front office moved a bunch of games for them at the beginning of the season so they could focus uh, solely on, on playing, uh, you know, the, the, the Champions League. Uh, like I said, you know, the thing is, like, th- these are things that are, are disadvantages to MLS teams, but they're self-inflicted wounds. I mean, there's really nothing that – Liga MX or the Costa Rican League or any other league or even CONCACAF can do for them in that sense. They, they need to figure out their own schedule because uh, the rest of the leagues in the continent are doing it. We're aligned. Hey. Everybody else is aligned with FIFA counter. So what hey, are we guys. supposed to do? You want to hear a live stream? <laughs> uh, are you near a Sibian machine or is that what you're telling us? No, just taking a leak. Ah, lovely. No, we don't want to hear that. Lovely. Um, yeah. You well, could you could go ahead and mute him. You could go ahead and mute him, Cheeky. No one wants to hear that. Uh, Chica's gonna have a <laughs> big, big <laughs> editing job tomorrow. You have to edit a not lot to of mention, stuff. Not to mention, not to mention, we don't have the time for the stop and go. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, so what demo is playing this weekend, eh? Yeah. 30 minutes or so, old man. That's the idea. I wonder if the Morelia loses yeah. the game, if they're going to appeal. If I were the other team, you know what I'd do to Cuauhtémoc? I'd give him like the biggest flanchapo right in the first minute. Just Boom. Half. Yeah. Might, might as well. That would be the, a fantastic troll job because by the opposing team. I remember the other a, team. A, yeah, a few years ago, uh, Chivas trotted out Chava Reyes out there against Pumas. And was, you know he was in his sixties or whatever it was, yeah, and I was, was that, that the same like thing. I was like, dude, just go out there, just 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 gash him good, you know, just really plant one hard on him. Oh, that'd be such a dick move. Like Chava Reyes, <laughs> dude was pretty old, man. <laughs> and, uh... Well, uh, real quickly, I just want to say hello to another listener uh, uh, joining us today is uh, Serge Sergio. Ah, Serge. Uh, Thanks for listening, man. Um, Does he have any questions or comments? That you don't want... No, basically he's he's asking uh, Jolie to out for a date uh, and excluding me. He he wants to have a beer with uh, with with uh, with Benani. That's because we have a bond, Dan. So, we we crossed streams a long time ago. <laughs> we... True story. Amazing. We were at a bar. We actually. No, we were at a bar. I went to the bathroom, and uh, this dude kept looking at me, and I was like, "Do, do I know you?" <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it was search, and I was like, "You know, we were just talking in the urinal, and, and it just at what point did you recognize it? It just it, happened when you when you looked at when you looked at him in the at, at the urinal. Is that when you recognized him? You're like, oh, yeah. Sergio. He had the uh, medical underwear. 
Ándale. Oh, right. okay. yeah. no, I, I, I actually had a pretty fun uh, uh, experience with him at a bar in LA a long, a, many years ago where uh, he recognized some Salvadorians, um, <laughs> a group of Salvadorians uh, uh, hanging out. And um and I was like you know gosh I'm like man they're they're loud man I'm like what are they, like, well, I, was how like did I was he... just commenting on they're loud I didn't know what they were and he's like he's like oh I bet you anything they're Saudis so it was actually kind of funny though because um uh eventually yeah. they did end up talking us up because I believe one of us I believe uh, one of us was wearing a soccer jersey and lo and behold he's like watch he's like just what just watch he's like they're gonna they're gonna say something awful about Mexicans and. <laughs> Two seconds later, man, they they just they they they, they dropped the bombs. Like, you know what I don't like about Mexicans is like, oh man. Well, like, that's ha, how you introduce ha, yourself? How how did he know that they were Salvadorians? Were they wearing like River Plate jerseys, or was it because they <laughs> smelled different? Uh, no, I believe it was uh their um, the way they were speaking. He recognized, I believe, um, the accent, or maybe some of the the language. Jesus. The phrasing. There's a lot of a lot the of slang, yeah. a lot of gran putas being thrown around or mierda. There was a lot of that too. Wait, was this the time when you were saying that you would cheer for their team? Then were you there I heard too? This story. Were you there too? I was. I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm forgetting. Uh, but yeah, actually, uh, I think that that doesn't. We're at. Um, gosh. He told me he's like, man, I told you not to talk to him. Man, I told you not to talk to him. Because, yeah, they, they, yeah, anyways, but, yeah, it, it, um, it was that same night. Um, but he, he, he did call them out. Um, so, so thanks again. I know that was a, a long tangent, but thanks for, for, um, for listening. That's, that's how it was over there at the bar in Houston at Rita's. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was full <laughs> yeah. of, of uh, Chapinas and uh, what them, yeah, uh, like, and you know, Tatrachas and shit yeah. like that. And it's like you know every time. Listen again. This is this is in the PC uh, PSN days. This is before like you know Libertadores was on Fox and stuff like that. You know that's when we I used to go watch games. And you could always tell. You could always tell who the Mexicans were and who were the the, the Central Americans well, or the South Americans. Know, the, it's because the every thing for me every when I went, go ahead. Yeah. No, because every time every time a uh, 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 South American team would score, everybody. Everybody that was non-Mexican would cheer, you know. So it was, it was always an us against them thing. When I and, went there, it was during it was during the qualifiers for uh, for '06, and Mexico was playing Panama. And in my house, I was I was saying my hotel didn't have the Telemundo. I forget what channel it was on, so I said, "Oh, I'll go to this place." So I barely got in there because they had like the guy counting for the fire marshal. So I barely make it in, and Guatemala was playing the somebody. I can't remember who they were playing. And uh, the whole place was full of Chapines. They had like six huge screens. All of them were showing that game. They put the Mexico game on the 9-inch TV behind the bar. Consider <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and it was me and some dude from Durango. We were the only Mexicans in there watching it. That sounds about right. And, of course, the Guatemala... They got you know, they were down four zero at halftime. See, but you didn't have to go to Rita's to watch Mexico. I mean, well, the no, well, I'm, I'm well, sure Central, I didn't. Central, but no, Central, I don't know where. Central. I mean, I don't know where I was. It was, by the way, that part of Houston, zoning yeah. area, very interesting. Very, very so, interesting businesses because, in that part of Houston. Because the thing is, and I and I think up until recently, 
I mean, to to watch to watch like Central American teams, you know, in the World Cup qualifiers here in the United States, it was still close, you know, uh, uh, pay per view. Right. So you know, you you had to you know you had to go to a bar and stuff like that. But for like Mexico, you could just go to any taqueria or you know and and watch it, you know, on Telemundo or Univision or whatever. But yeah, dude. I believe it or not, though, although I, you know, I talk a lot of you know, you know, smack about Rita's. I always had fun going there. You know, I always had fun. I bet you did. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I went there once in Houston. I went to this other place during the Eurocopa in 2004. It was uh, like the Kingsford Arms. I forget what it was called. And the atmosphere was so. I mean, it was so much better at Rita's. I mean, it just really was. Yeah. You know, all these. I don't. I don't think that happens anymore. Huh? What's that? You know, people leaving home to go see a game. I, I mean, it depends. I think. I mean, maybe like you, a, a World Cup final. I, I, I've never watched a World Cup final in my at home. I've always watched it somewhere else. Especially since I, you know, since I've been able, since I've been old enough to drink at this point. You know, it's two or three World Cups now. It's it's just you know I don't know I mean Mexico I mean it depends on where you live I guess but but it seems there's more at stake if you had to pay to get in. Oh uh, well yeah that's the thing you know in that case yeah you got you grab a six pack and you go home I mean what <laughs> what are you gonna pay for you know you know the sad reality for me is like especially during World Cup or even World qualifiers so much but like during the actual World Cup I'm such a nervous wreck that I can't watch it anywhere but home and I have that's to true. be alone I can't have anybody near me. I just, I'm just a, just a ball of nerves. That's, and, you know, and my that's wife, like, is like, like, she's like, I've got to get out of here. I, I can't take you like this. Like she thinks oh, that yeah. I'm like, I turn into a different person. Yep, I know what that's like. I mean, I ended up watching the. Start beating her up. Start slapping her around. I watched the, uh, I watched the. Uh, the Start Cup. The, uh, the USA Mexico game from October. I ended up watching it at a bar. And uh, there was uh, there was baseball going on. There was playoffs. Uh, I think it was college football. And I was I don't know. There's probably easily some maybe a hundred people at the bar. And I was the only guy watching the game. Uh, and obviously when Paul Aguilar scored the game winner, you know I'm 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 the only asshole that's jumping up and down and celebrating. And um, people were just looking at me like, you know, what the hell's going on? The Yankees are playing. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, so yeah, I think John's got a point there. You know, for the most part, I do watch Mexico games by myself uh, in my apartment. You know, with something to drink, some cigarettes or whatever. You know, some puppies I can kick if everything goes wrong. You know, you just want to be prepared, man. man. You want to be ready. When I was a case. smoker, that was the Mexico games, was the World Cup wore out. That was a two-pack affair. Oh Christ! I was smoking forty man. cigarettes you were like, but, uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of La Volpe, the, I think the last game that I saw pay per view at Rita's was, and I think uh, like afterwards I, I I went back home and I started and I was chatting with you, Holy. Was if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the uh, the game where uh, the under twenty three team beat the U S four nothing. You know, with La Volpe coaching. You know what? I missed. I was actually going to go see that game and I missed it. I got yeah. stuck in traffic. Gotcha, gotcha, Iniguez. Right. Yeah. Well, and I remember, and I remember, I was, you know, I was telling you because, I mean, honestly, and, I, and I'll give La Volpe credit. I mean, he outcoached, you know, the the team because, I mean, America, I mean, or not America, Mexico played beautifully that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, it, I mean, it was, 
it was it was a really good uh, exhibition of of. Uh, Wait, that's, that's the one they. That was the, the Olympic qualifiers. Yeah, yeah that was the that was, yeah, 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 that was the Olympic that, qualifiers. That's where they didn't finish first, right? It wasn't in Costa Rica. No, no, they won the group and they went to the Olympics and tied all three games. Didn't no, Costa no, think, Rica finish no, I, first? Yeah, I think they finished second in the group, and that's why I had to play the U.S. in the semifinals. I think probably you got a point there. People forgot though, because the, the game was good. They yeah. picked the U.S., so, so they didn't care. That's that's when Donovan, I think, pissed on the field, right? That's right. Yeah, that's the game where yep. American fans got all upset because like three people in the stadium were chanting Osama, and they thought right. that you know, and of course they reported it that the whole the entire stadium was chanting it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where the one of those memes came from, you know. And then the other one was Martin Rogers from from Yahoo News. When he was talking about people throwing, like he he wrote a whole article about uh, how he watched a guy. Uh, piss into a bag, and then throw it on, throw it at players, and uh, and that became its own thing. And uh, and one of the things I always wondered is, I'm you know, agua! right? But the thing is, like in this day and age, right? Because I mean, people still talk. I mean, I've seen, I've already seen comments about it. What at least yesterday in, in Torreon, and I'm thinking, like, you know, in this day and age, when people, everybody has a, a smartphone, and everybody's taking selfies at the game. You know, like if this was actually so prevalent, like you think? Why isn't he calling the police? Why isn't he calling security? If there's a guy exposing himself in the middle of a, of, a, of thousands of whole, people, whole, why are you writing about? Whole, the whole thing Maybe is he's like, got a super package. But have you guys ever tried to go to the bathroom with the Estadio Azteca? Yeah, I don't. You don't. You yeah, hold it exactly. in. Exactly. You don't. Yeah. You don't leave. You're, you're not gonna. You're gonna get lost for thirty minutes trying to find a bathroom. Nah, I'll just wait. I'll wait till after the game. I was going to that stadium and I went down a tunnel thinking I was going to, because I was working for NFL film, thinking we're going to get back on the field. We ran into mountains of ice. Yeah. <laughs> and, just and it just, in a tunnel, yeah, just at the stadium, it's like ice, after there was ice everywhere. I went, I went to the, I went to the, John, I went to the, um, I went to the bathroom in a stick up there, but it was uh, in the press. You said you met up with a John? No, no, I mean, I was going to say John. I went to the bathroom. So that's the story that you went to the bathroom. Okay. At the, oh, I, didn't the bathroom. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go through all the, uh, you know. Where you got Schroeder? Okay. Coen's <laughs> <laughs> ready for the, for the Kohler touch toilet. Was there a Kohler touch toilet, Chivas? Was there oh, <laughs> well You know what? Done. You know what surprised me the, uh, the most about uh, the Azteca. I mean, the Azteca Stadium, their uh, their Teva Azteca booth. Well, it looked really like nice. they. No, it looked like they were trolling them. It looked like those high school, high school, you know, football game booths. Yeah, dude. The the, the you press. Could just, you could just walk in there like anyone can. Just it's just like a little. It looked like a lemonade stand. The, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking in there, and it's, it's, uh, it's uh, Luis Garcia and Martinoli, and it's kind of surreal because I'm like, what the fuck is this, you know? And they're, they're actually calling the game, and I'm, and I just. No, just, he's, he's, he is right about that. The, the press, the press, uh, accommodations at the Azteca, they're not really up to par. However, I, if I read the article correctly. 
you know you know how they're doing a lot of uh, renovations at the Azteca. That's right. I mean, right. and you can and you can see right now like like that entire you know area you know where the restaurant yeah, is at. Pretty much sectioned off, yeah. Well, I I, um, I I believe that for the you know one of the reasons they were able to get the NFL back at Azteca was you know they had to build these two like they're building like these two or three uh, locker rooms like enough to fit in. Uh, football team, because remember, on like NFL teams, they travel with like 50-something players. Yeah, that's right. I mean, soccer, you know, I think what there's what 18 to 23 lockers. Uh, yeah. So they're ha they're making these big ass locker rooms, and also they're fixing all the bathrooms in at the at the stadium. They're also gonna do uh, retrofit some of the suites, which honestly, some uh, there's some of them are are beautiful. They're nice as hell. Uh, and I think they're also fixing the press, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, are. the Estadio Azteca is the, the original stadium that had luxury suites. Yeah. That's where all the American stadiums got the idea. It's actually like the first modern stadium. Because if, yeah, if you I, think of stadiums before the Azteca, you think of like the Rose Bowl, where the where the stands kind of went out instead of up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Estadio Azteca was one of the first places where the stands went up. Yeah. I mean, it, it is... It is beautiful. I mean, some of those luxury, you know, suites are just beautiful. I mean, well, they're John, nice, but... John Sutcliffe uh, yesterday said that the, the they're spending between four and five million dollars just to renovate the locker rooms. And like Ronnie said, they're going to build, uh, I think, two extra locker rooms that are going to be just huge. They're they're pouring just that kind of money into the locker rooms alone. That's only part of the locker rooms. They're just four to five million dollars they're going to spend on that. So. I think yeah. we're uh, we're past it, Nick, so we're up against it. So unless you guys have um closing thoughts, I think we'll probably start wrapping this up. Um, yay for for um taking care of business today. So I just want to make sure that we get that clear. That we're all very happy and content with the with today's results. Um, closing thoughts. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. I got nothing to say other than uh, it's been another great, great night with you guys, and uh, we'll see you. There's some good games coming up this weekend as well, so things are going to get interesting. Yes, we're going to have another uh, fun-filled week of uh, Liga MX. We get to take a break from the Champions League for a bit now, at least since the MLS side of it, a uh, portion of it has um, been ousted. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah. So, on behalf of the Dos Acero Football uh, Podcast, keep it going, dude. Keep it going. I, I could. Uh, we need an outro. Get a good volume. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just, just bring it down a little bit. <clears throat> but uh, uh, it was a, uh, it was fun, even though I did um, feel the rust trying to host again. But it was fun uh, doing it. Thanks for allowing me, guys. Uh, thanks for joining the show and making it another uh, fun-filled. A uh, couple hours discussing Mexi Footy. So uh, to the listeners, um, all two of you, Sergio and, uh, and Wiesel, thank you for joining. Um, uh, please tune in next week, guys. Uh, we are the Dos Acero Podcast. <laughs>